Welcome to the 56th episode of Solid Rock. I'm Nicole Blazik. Today is March 27th. How are you all doing? Happy Sunday to you all. I hope you guys are doing well. For me, it was a week of ups and downs, just to be real and to be honest, but I'm just thanking God for ways that he's answered prayers and ways that he's walked me through some hard things, and he continues to show his faithfulness and his goodness to me. I'm just so grateful. I also wanted to share that last time I mentioned on the podcast that I'm going to be heading down south to meet with Pastor Phil of Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. I'm so excited to have him on the podcast and to introduce him to you all. He is absolutely one of my most favorite pastors that I love to learn from, and he is just going to be such a blessing to you all. I also had a sad but true change of plans Uh, I was going to speak at my sister's community Bible study, but my daughter tournament changed in Florida. So now I'm going to have to miss that. I'm so really sad that I have to miss that, but I will look forward to, by God's grace, another time that I'll be able to speak with them. I also wanted to say if anyone that you know is going to be having a women's or youth event that I would love to talk to you about that. I'd love to encourage people Uh, in their walk with Christ. My email is nmblazzc at hotmail.com. Welcome to the podcast again, honey. Hi, mom. Thank you for having me. I'm, I got to your second time now. You sure did. You're becoming a pro at this. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful that you didn't say no. (laughs) So thank you for being on. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, I really feel that God has a message he wants to share through you. Mm-hmm. And um, I pray it will bless many people. Yes. So thanks, honey, for doing that. Of course, mom. Um, all right. Psalm 24 says, may he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. This was our prayer, Abigail, that we had for you. And I know your prayer also. Your desire was to go to school far away, to some faraway location, to see new places, have adventures. We prayed that you would also get a scholarship because you wanted to play volleyball and God divinely granted your heart's desire by leading you to Oregon for your, for you to get a scholarship to play beach volleyball. You got your heart's desire. You're almost finished with your first year of college. Tell us a little bit about what your college experiment experience was like. Uh, Yeah, I think um, there's been, a lot of moments of great challenge and there's been little bits and pieces of great joy. Um, Honestly, starting off, I was so excited. Like, as you said, I just wanted to go really, really far away and experience the world away from my family, away from my comfortable life that I had. And God blessed me with those opportunities and I wanted to play college volleyball and he blessed me with that. Um, But as I spent my time here, um, I just felt like this place wasn't for me. And from the, like, after I would say fall semester, I was really struggling Mm -hmm. with what is God's plan for my life? What does he want me to do? Does he want me to stay here? Does he want me to leave? And um, college has pushed my boundaries and um, my control in many, Mm -hmm. many different areas, um, more than I would like, but Mm -hmm. um, 
he's continually taught me just to rely on him and trust him with everything. Mm-hmm. That That is a good way to say that. After fall semester, I know you were saying like, mom, I want to come back home. I don't think I can do this. And we just really encouraged you to just, in our family, we are pretty much finish what you start, at least finish out the year and what you've committed to already. And you, by God's grace, um, will be finishing this school year, even when it's been really challenging and really, really hard. So we're really proud of you for keeping your commitments. And in that, God, I know, has been teaching you lots of different things. Um, Tell me a little bit about, you know, the adjustments and like making friends or trying to build community there. What has that been like? Yeah. um, From the very beginning, it was super challenging. I had like, I would say in the very beginning, like September, October, I had a little group of friends that I was in, but I never really built deep connections with them. It was more, we just go to sporting events or we'd eat in the dining hall, but there was like, there wasn't any depth to our relationship. And I felt as though like I was trying so hard to build friends and no matter what I was doing, it felt like there was just like a repellent against me. Like no one could come close to me. No one could stay with me. Like I'd meet someone nice and I'd ask them to do something and they would flat out just be like, no, I don't want to. Or why are you asking me that? Which was something that I've never experienced before. Like at home, before I left, I had a great group of friends and I was hanging out with a bunch of people. So coming here and I was expecting that same experience and more. I was expecting to hang out with people all day, every day, like going out and exploring, hiking, all of that. But in reality, I had no one. It was the most alone I think I've ever felt. I had no family, no friends. My boyfriend wasn't here. Like I was completely and utterly alone. And that transition for me was what really was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Oh, mom's heart even hearing that. Oh, I literally could. I'm trying not to cry. Oh, oh everything in me just breaks. Oh, when I hear that. And I know I already know it, of course, but I just my heart breaks because none of that is what we were wanting for our daughter. None of that is what we were praying and hoping for when we were praying for school, even though we know God brought you there. We know it was divinely brought. We know he literally, uh, like, I mean, literally divinely brought you there. Um, But we, of course, we didn't expect it was going to be like this, of course. And we couldn't even have imagined any of that. And yes, in that being alone just broke our hearts because, of course, as a mom, we want to go and fix it. And as a dad, we want to go and our nature is to fix things. And to fix it and make it better. And we know we could just love you from afar and just pray, 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 and pray. And just encourage you in every way we possibly could. Um, But yeah, it just breaks our hearts that it was like that. Um, In the meantime, Abigail, so like you said, you're feeling so alone. And um, you had so many things going on. You're learning, you're playing a sport you're transitioning into a school that you're not really finding a community. You're feeling really alone, missing home. And then on top of that, you're trying to manage type one diabetes. Yeah. How did that 
and how has that been going through this college experiment experience with all these kind of different stresses? Yeah, um, it's. I would say that I put my diabetes or health like to the side. Um, it hasn't been my main focus. Um, just the transition to college was a lot, and the workload and athletics and then feeling like Mm -hmm. I'm so alone just completely uttered the way that I dealt with my diabetes and I felt that me stressing and worrying about that all the time was just another thing that I couldn't control because I was already in an environment that I had no control over anything Mm -hmm. like my emotions were up and down up and down like I was getting like anxiety attacks I couldn't sleep I was barely eating like the whole time all these other things are happening but on the side my diabetes is getting put to the side because I'm worried about all these other stuff so I've like easily was reaching like glucose levels of like over 300 every day and staying in that range which is really really high And it affected the way, like, I had to go to the bathroom multiple times through the night. Um, I'm, like, I was losing my hair. And it just became so much to manage by myself. Because I did have you to help me. Yes. And my family and all that to remind me from time to time. Um, And I just think that being here, it was like, okay, now you have to figure out how to do this all by yourself. With trying to figure out how to make friends. You don't have a car, so how are you going to get food? How are you going to do school? Okay, what are you going to do with volleyball if that's not going your way? So, like, all this stuff is happening, and it's like, oh, crap, but I also have this illness, this chronic illness that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Like, I couldn't focus on that. Mm-hmm. I, that it's, that's an honest answer. That's absolutely an honest answer. That On top of everything else, it's just, like, too much hard thing obviously as we know it's not good because you're truly you're right your glucose levels are over 300 to 400 at almost all times this almost this whole year you're almost at that so basically in the absolutely high range I think every night it gets 75 notifications of high blood sugar so um, we're gonna get work on that when you get home (laughs) um, to get you healthy and to get you in range and uh, to help you all your body organs and help you function well. But I understand why that was like that. That's all so much, Abigail, so much, honey. And we're just so proud of you for overcoming all these things, hon. So proud of you. So many things. It is very true. Um, we touched on a little bit of this, Abigail. Like you've been blessed to get a scholarship. I mean, so many people, you know, to be able to have a scholarship to play a sport that you love um, or really, really, really like. Um, You went from uh, being an indoor player to learning how to play beach volleyball, which, yes, there's a lot of similarities, but yet so, so, so different. How was the how has that transition been from going to an indoor player libero to an outdoor full-time partner of two uh yeah it's been it's been very challenging to say the least um I haven't 
hit a volleyball or spiked the ball in probably like three to four years and coming and playing beach that's all you have to do is like you need to figure out ways to score Mm -hmm. so it was trying to wrap my head around the fact that okay so you've been trained so long to just pass and play defense but now you're required to do both of those things at the exact same time Mm -hmm. and it was like I it's a constant catch-up game where people are already like years ahead of you in the sport you're just like behind them and you're just trying to catch up and it can be very discouraging because it is a college sport so everything is so fast-paced and there's no time to really be lagging because if you're not doing well, your partner suffers and then that affects where you guys are on the team. Mm -hmm. So you have to be on your game all the time. And I think that even being in college and with all the emotional ups and downs that I went through, that that was something that was like trying to transition from being solid as an indoor player to coming outside and being like, okay, I don't feel that comfortable in this environment yet. Trying to balance all of that was really overwhelming. Um, But there have been moments where like I'm playing and I get something right. I'm like, okay, that feels good. Or me and my partner are winning and we're on a winning streak. And there's moments where I see things click and it does encourage me, but I'm just definitely the type of person that like, I want to be good like right away. Like I want to already be at the top, but I have to try and like realize that, okay, you also need to like build your skills. And like, this is just a learning year for me to try and figure this sport out. So it definitely like, has had good moments and very hard moments, but I've been able to reflect a lot on myself and how I deal with maybe not being the best person on the team um, and how I respond to my coaches and my teammates and my body language and all of that, just being more self-aware of how I carry myself is something that I've learned throughout this whole process. That's good, Abigail. I didn't know that. So look what I'm learning about my own daughter. <laughs> hey, we need to do podcasts more often. So I, I get all this time <laughs> with you. I'm loving it. I am. I'm, wow, I didn't even know that. So that's amazing. Um, well, Abigail, you are, I know, like you say, you're used to being the lead of the team from indoor to coming into a new sport. Like you said, you're, you're playing catch up. You're, and you always have kind of been playing catch up. Um, and then you took lead and then, um, and then you have always just always been pushing and always overcoming, uh, different obstacles, a back fracture, your outside hitter to then going to learning a whole new position to libero and then leading and coaching the team and then going, um, continuing that coaching, a lot of that coaching team, coaching with your, um, uh, club team and working with different coaches and different situations that happen there. And then you go to college and you're playing outside and um all positions and um you continue to push and you've gotten some opportunities to play like against the university of portland and you beat them and you beat them so i mean that just even to have the opportunity to play as a freshman and then you even got the opportunity you beat them you worked hard and you did it you did do it and so we're just so proud of you to see that you did put in all that work and you do and um you did it you did it. So we're just so thankful for those opportunities and just those other things that you're learning about yourself too. Mm -hmm. That's really, really, really good. So 
And I know you've had some challenges. Um, like you get partnered with people, like it's beach. So you get one other person, you get partnered with somebody. Tell me a little bit about those challenges with that. Yeah. So like when you play beacher on my team specifically, um, you basically just, the coach puts you with different people on your team and she asks you to go play games and the coaching staff observes how you guys play together and how you interact, if you're doing well or not, and they'll move you around. And I think I played with like five different people throughout the season. And even that can be just emotionally draining mm -hmm. because that's you trying to figure how another person plays and they're trying to figure out how you play which all in all is already a big ordeal and takes a lot of time and takes many pairs years to figure out how to play together. And I think one of the practices in February, my coach just says, okay, you're partnered with this person, you're partnered with this person, you're partnered with this person. There was no like meeting or discussion of how you felt, or maybe if you thought that someone would be different with you or, that you had a better suggestion and it was just a direct okay this is who you're given and you have to deal with that which for me was very challenging especially because I am investing a lot of time into this and I'm already struggling with being here so mm -hmm. I would have loved to have a conversation about my partner and all of that but um through it all God has shown me that like no matter what people um, people will disappoint you at times and that he is the only person that you can lean on and having my partner, there has been lots of ups and downs and there have been really good moments where we have done really, really good things. And, um, she's a really sweet girl. And I think that there's been many opportunities where I've been able to express who I am and express how God works through me with just how I handle situations while we're playing games or even afterwards or how I speak about others. Um, so there have definitely been moments where God has used my partnership. Very good, honey. Well, like I said before, um, none of this is exactly what your dad and I were thinking when we brought you there, when we knew God was bringing you divinely there and dropping you off. We were praying for, like I said, great friends, growing in community, teammates that encourage you and grow in Christ together, and then in your education and for there to be joy there. We had no clue that this was going to be like a wilderness experience for you. And many people might be wondering, like, what is a wilderness experience? It's often a time of intensified temptation and spiritual attack. It can involve a spiritual, financial, or emotional drought. Having this time does not mean that the person is sinning, but that it's a time of God-ordained testing. A wilderness experience is often linked to a mountaintop experience that means that there is a struggle of some time that follows a success. The period of trial comes on the heels of a period of accomplishment or achievement. Some examples that are in the Bible are the Israelites after the parting of the Red Sea, Elijah's victory on Mount Carmel, Jesus in the wilderness after being baptized. So Abigail, tell me, what has God been teaching you in this wilderness time? Um, that he's the only one that I can put all of my trust in and that I can't always have control and that I need to lean upon God and seek him and his goodness. And that is where I find 
my peace and my rest. And I've also seen how God answers prayers because I did pray this prayer to be far away and play college volleyball Mm -hmm. and he answered that. So I see his faithfulness in answering prayers and um, trusting and relying in him that his plan is always good, no matter what the outcome is. Um, Even when I'm crying my eyes out on the edge of my bed, just saying, God, like, why am I here? Like, why did you put me here if I have nobody? Mm -hmm. But you wanted me here and trusting that even in that moment, God's like, I'm right here, Abigail. Like, I have a plan. Just just trust me. Like, it's okay. Like, just trust me. It'll be fine. Like that reassurance that God is always there is what he's been teaching me and that I can't do everything on my own. I have to seek the help from like my family and my like friends and like really just being like unself-reliant. Like I need other people to surround me and to help me. And that's probably the biggest thing that I have learned. Ooh, those are big things, Abby. Those are hard lessons, really, really hard lessons. And God's been, as you were reflecting on those things, which are really only come through trial and hardship in that wilderness time, God's been teaching me those things too. I mean, like I've just articulated, like I, especially like with your diabetes for you to leave and go far away is like, Oh my goodness. Can't even, what if she needs me in the night and I can't get to her? And you said to me, mom, what if they can't find me? Cause I don't have a roommate now. What if they can't find me and I'm in a coma and they don't come and get me. And, um, you know, just that aspect out of quote, quote control of running downstairs and helping you if you need me in the night, um, giving you whatever you need. Um, that was really, really hard. And God's just same thing saying, I'm her all in all. I'm the one who's going to take care of her. She's mine. And to just, there's, there's a scripture in Matthew that talks about taking care of the sparrows and the, uh, if he takes care of the birds and he takes care of the lilies, how much more does he care about you? And that's that. I just found such comfort in that. How much more than would he take care of Abigail and you? So that's something that God is continually that dependence, that trust. Um, and just that, you know, the mom's thing is to make, you know, we want to care for you, fix and help make things better. And I just felt so continually feel so helpless in all of these situations. Like, Oh, my daughter doesn't, isn't really making friends. She isn't really connecting there. That these situations are going on. She's not feeling well health wise. She's emotionally having a hard time and I couldn't get there and take you out and, um, but what we can do is we can pray and we pray a lot and we pray for you all the time. And we pray on the phone with you and over you and we have people praying for you and interceding and um, knowing that Jesus is the only one who can really advocate for you. He's your intercessor. He's your battle fighter and your way maker. And he's the only answer. And I know I tell you this all the time, as I say to all of our children and all of us, and I need to hear it too, because it's truth that I need to hear Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work for the good of those that love him and who are called according to his purpose, that he is working all this out in you, Abigail. I can just hear in your speaking, 
and in the way you're articulating, the way that God's speaking through you right now, all that he has taught you. Would I have chosen this for you? No, because it was so much pain and hardship, like so much where I have cried and cried and cried and you have cried and cried and cried. Dad has cried. We have cried like God help, help. And we know that God's plans are greater. And even when they're so hard, even when they're so hard. And these were dreams and things that you wanted, like you said, and he answered our prayers. But he was taking you way farther than that, like you said, to grow you in a different way that I could never really think. I thought we'd already had that because we've been through the diabetes and the scary stuff and many other really hard things. But God was taking it to another level and in us too. So um, there's hope in that wilderness time. There's hope. And when nothing seems to be going right for whoever might be listening to this right now, you might be feeling like you're swimming upstream against currents and waves and storms and things just keep coming and coming and coming. We know that God is shaping and molding you and making you into his image, just like he's doing to me and to Abigail and our family. He's growing you to be more like him and to be more rooted, rooted in him. So Abigail, where do you see God leading you? in your life right now at the end of this wilderness time? Back home. Finally back home. Um, how many days, Abigail? 41. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I see um, God has opened doors back home. And I have a really good opportunity to work at this gym, doing what I love, um, personal training. And I am really, really thrilled about it. And I'm just craving like the comfort of home mm -hmm. and being in an environment that I know and that I'm that I thrive in, being with my family, being able to be there for my siblings and spending time with my parents um, and seeing friends again and then building new relationships. I just see God. Um, calling me back home and just showing me that, hey, like you wanted to go far and I used you there and I'll use you back at home. And um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of where I see God leading me. Amen. Well, we are very happy to have again. Very, very, very happy. That is my happy place where all my little chicks are in their nests. I'm happy it's there. Very, very, very happy till I know she will fly again someday. And um, But we're thankful for our time that we have with you. So thankful for all that God is teaching you. We know that God has good plans for you, Abigail Rose. We know that he's going to continue to grow him, you to be more like him. We are excited for all the things that God's going to do in and through you. As we know, you're seeking the Lord's direction for your life. As we also pray for the Lord's direction on your life. Um, we know this is just really the beginning and um, that you've just grown even more in your walk with him and God's going to continue to use you greatly. And we're so very, very proud of you. We use the word overcomer for you. You are our overcomer. You overcome so many things by God's grace and you have so much to share and to tell people with your stories that you have experienced in your life so much. So we love you so much, and we're so proud of you. Um, we're going to pray, and then I know you need to get back to doing what you need to do. 
Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for this day, God. I thank you so much for who you are, Jesus. I thank you, God, that we don't have to have it all together. We who like control, Lord, or think that we have control, Lord Jesus, know that we really are not in control. Lord Jesus, that you are really the one who is sovereign over all things, Lord Jesus, and is working all things out for the good of those that love you, Lord God, and are called according to your purpose, Jesus. We know as we seek you first, Lord God, that you will be um, working all things out, Lord. You are going to be making things new, Lord Jesus. And I know that you have worked things out. You've answered prayers by giving Abigail her heart's desire. And then, Lord, um, once there, knowing that that wasn't you were growing her in this wilderness time of being stripped basically of everything, Lord Jesus, but you and just needing you is all she will ever, ever need. That's the truth for all of us, Lord. May we always all just need you, Lord Jesus, where we have so much distraction, so many human, humanly worldly things pulling on us, Lord God. If we pare it all down, the only thing we need in this life is you. Lord Jesus, and we pray that we put our trust in you and have a relationship with you for what you've done for us, Lord God, and forgiving our sins, taking them upon yourself, being nailed to the cross, Lord God, rising again on the third day after you have died, Lord God, you're alive and a living God who loves us with an un unconditional love, Lord Jesus, that you would give your son for us, Lord. You offer us all that free gift of eternity. You got know it's best help us to always put our trust in you even when it's so painful and so hard lord and we know lord jesus that you are going to be making us more to be like you your road wasn't easy when you were here on earth for three years lord jesus when you're in ministry your time of ministry for three years lord jesus nothing about what you had experienced was easy lord nothing and um Obviously, it brought you to the death on the cross, Lord, that you willingly did for us. So, Lord God, our road is never called to be easy, but you will get us through each and every challenge, Lord God, to help us all be overcomers. So we just thank you for your work in Abigail's life. We pray you continue to use her and grow her and bless her and lead her and guide her. That may she may use her story to impact others, Lord God, and encourage them in their walk with you. We just thank you for all you've done and all you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you, sweetheart. Thank you. Me too. Thanks, Mom. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It is my prayer that you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I pray that you are encouraged in your walk with him. May we stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Until next time.